0: The, the, the dream is real. It is your lifestyle specialist, Kenneth Burns, reporting from the most beautiful place on planet Earth, my entertainment room at Loveland. That's right, somebody cut the motherfucking wire, and I'm going to bust this gun for Miguel, because I don't like it when they do that. Okay, great. Round of applause. Let's start it now. I got a lustrous panel of superheroes to celebrate TKBS Hip Hop 50 tribute. <sighs> I saw his sign. I saw his sign. From St. Louis, AKA Kansas City, put your hands together for Kendra. Coco Kenya, all right, we gonna do that.
1: You know, I don't even know my identity
0: anymore. Yeah, you find me it today. (laughs) 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 MCKKK. Ladies and gentlemen, keep those round of applause going. (laughs) For my brother, from another mother, they call him Cousin Freaky, we call him Teule. Yes, sir. Oh, oh I, my God. I got, I got stuck. Pause. I got stuck because I, I literally <laughs> said M C K K K, and I, th- I thought watch. about, I thought about Alabama child. One time for Alabama and coming to the rescue for your people yes. now. Yeah. Keep those round of applause going. Cause I know my sister got some relatives around the way. Yes, she do. Round of applause for Dr. Sugar in the building. I love you, baby. Happy birthday. Hi-yo. Happy motherfucking mm-hmm. birthday on the count of three. We're gonna sing the old Negro spiritual birthday song to my baby Sugar. Are y'all ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Get on B Kendra. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Kendra, are you fucking? Yeah. You. yeah. Happy birthday. Look at.
1: Hey, be uh, clapping like them other people in church on the wrong
0: beat. You really gonna come for me and that was Kendra?
1: You went, it was happy me. birthday to you. It was just the wrong beat. I can't you even do what? it. You know what? Between you and, and Jessica Byrne. I was confused. OK, you great. You
0: confused me. <laughs> I confused you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to start episode 44. TKBS's tribute to Hip Hop 50. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be full of story time. It's going to be some, some shit y'all didn't know. And then we're going to let the nation tell you uh, their favorite moments in hip hop as it adheres to them in their lives. And I'm sure you're going to get with some of it. Some of y'all from down south way down Down South Y'all gonna have some Boosie references Or some things That might not be On the top 50 But listen It's okay <laughs> Because we love B-O-O-S-I-E B-A-D-A-T-C Alright ladies and gentlemen uh, It's time to start the show And today I wanna start off By saying I used to love her Yeah I used to love her Oh I love her so much I, I've never I never forget And her hip hop y'all I never forget when Run DMC first came out. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first group to affect me in a way where I was like, what is this? Like, my mama was playing Frankie Beverly and Mays and Rick James and Tina Marie and all the things. I love Teddy Pendergrass, all the things. And then all of a sudden, we got Run DMC. Now mind, it was some hip hop out, but I'm talking about that identified with my soul. When I heard I'm the king of rock, there is none higher. Sucker MC should call me sire to burn my kingdom. You must use fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rock, off party, and come correct. All cuts are on time, and rhymes connect. Got the right to vote, and we'll elect. And other rappers can't stand us, but give us respect. I'm talking about blood vessels burst. I was like, what is this? I'm wearing Lee's, I'm wearing Adidas. I'm emulating something that I was seeing for the first time in my life. And I'm gonna start with you, Kendra. What was it for you that first brought you to hip hop?
1: I think the first song that I remember was Slick Rick, Lottie Dottie.
0: Lottie Dottie. Was- oh. We like the party. Don't call trouble. We don't bother nobody. We're well, just some men that's on the mic. And when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic.
1: What? That was, that's my first memory of hip hop.
0: Wow. Uh, Tayule, like, what's your first? Memory of hip hop that got you all the way activated?
2: I'm sure I've always listened to hip hop, but the song, really from my favorite MC of all time, is what you mentioned in the beginning. I used to love her by comment, a yes, yes, y'all. And you
0: don't stop until uh, the uh, V com says to be the
2: sure shot. Come on. I met this girl when I was ten years old. And what I love most, she had so much soul.
0: Say like I would I would have thought it was NWA or something, the way you so militant and gangster. You know what I'm talking about? I would not think, I would not think it was boom bap hip hop. But I love that. Sugar, what about you?
1: Probably uh, LL Cool J, I
0: Need Love. Hey, hold on, sugar. When I'm, when alone, I'm alone
2: in my, in my room. <laughs> when I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call telling me I
0: need a girl who's as sweet as a dove for the first time in my life. I see I need love. You yes. know what I'm yeah, Let me tell you
1: something. One thing about me, don't take me to karaoke. If you trying to win money, I'm not going to
0: know the words. It's fine. We're going we're gonna to get that together, baby. <laughs> Hope we're going to do a couple more music episodes and get your, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, because I ain't gonna hold you. It's like certain records, and it's really after this era, I just stopped like listening all the way. Like I know the hooks. And obviously when I became a host and I was more doing it all the time, I got back into the, so it comes and goes child, please believe it. But I wanna say something to what you just said, because the same year, the same year that LL Cool J came out with I Need Love was 1987. The same year he came out with I'm bad. Now, mind you, you got to imagine for me too, sugar. that was Run DMC and I go right to LL Cool J because I think LL Cool J is one of the greatest artists of all time. I don't think he gets enough GOAT status. and I got a few more people uh-huh. I'm going to give that compliment to as well. But when he came out with I'm bad, aw- <laughs> oh rap, rap quite like I can. I'll take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. Not the last- I couldn't believe No, no, listen, yo, sugar. You like, I need love. So, I'm bad came out before I need love in my mind. I don't know if that's real. Okay. but In my mind, he, it came okay. out before, right? Because I'm imagining that was the tempo or the era that came out first. I don't know. We can fact check. I'm probably right. But, I'm bad came out and then I need love. So, I'm a fucking beat your ass. I'm the best that ever did it to I want to talk to the women. Nobody was doing that.
1: They were stuck in, in whatever they came out with first. They right. would just pigeonhole themselves. But he was himself. You know how like keep telling us random stuff that we'd be like, wait, what, Taylor? like Right. The layers. He was showing he had layers.
0: Hey, listen, and I'm going to tell you this, though. Because <laughs> prior to Run DMC, I felt like every rap song had a similar beat. It's kind of mm-hmm. like today. Like people always talk about the youngest that everything sound the same. In the beginning of hip hop, it was one break. I want to say it was the James Brown sound, but they kept looping that joint, figuring out other ways. But by the time 87 hit, there was another album that changed my life. And ladies and gentlemen, this album that I'm about to share with you might be the only album in the history of rap music that I know more than four or five songs every song. And think about what I'm telling y'all. Like, think about when you think about hip hop, it's like, oh, I know that song. Oh, shit, that takes me to a place of time. But what album do you go to and you know Mm -hmm. damn near every song word for word? And for me, it was paid in full. When I heard Rakim rap, it changed my life, y'all, it changed my life because I'm in the streets a little bit, trying to figure out, but I also trying to hang at Howard University, you know what I'm saying, with all the pretty girls. Well, I'm trying to do all these things, but I was, you know what I'm saying, like not sure who I wanted to be. And then that man came out. Thinking of a master plan. This ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands. So I dig into my pocket, all my money is spent. I dig deeper, still coming up with Lent. I mean, I was like, who is this person? Like, who is this force of like? Then he came when I ain't no joke. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. And then I slam it when it's done and make sure it's broke. When I'm going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I, like I mean, he was saying things. It was so raw, but he never cursed. He never mm. cursed. And I was like, yo, who is this motherfucker in the Gucci? dapper dan outfits like these motherfuckers got all the jewelry (laughs) you feel me i'm like are they dope boys but they wasn't and i'm sure they had the element around them because back then they say eric b was with the shits but that that put me in a whole nother do you guys have an album that affects you like that like a hip-hop album you be like yo
2: for me again i gotta go back to common and his album like water for chocolate if you put it on track one i can go all the way to the very last song which is a song for Asada. but i know every single song on, like, Water for Chocolate was, to me, is right. his best album, and he didn't care about nothing before the
0: Kanye, so, you know, right? Yeah, like, Water for Chocolate. Sugar, what was you about to say, baby?
1: I was trying to figure out. I don't know. I think I might be a little bit too young for this.
0: Why? You ain't got... Because
1: I don't think I know an album that really affected me like that with hip-hop. Like, I know bits and pieces of songs because I have older siblings, right. but... Um, the only album, honestly, that I know front to back from years ago was Lauryn Hill, The Miss education of Lauryn Hill.
0: That's a great I record. I wow. yeah, do oh, okay. no, oh that's hip-hop. That's But that's hip hop. It don't have to be the 80s, you know. It's the, the, that, okay. that album, Miss education of Lauryn Hill, was one of the best albums ever. And that's, to be honest with you. I probably know more songs on that. After paid and for that might be my second greatest album of all time. And I've been around some great albums.
1: Yeah, I love, I love that album.
0: Dun, dun, dun. I I love yeah, yes. Yeah. Tupac, Machiavelli. Oh, that was the first Ooh. rap album I ever purchased. Come with me. What do we have here now?
1: i ain't a killer but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest hey.
0: joy and that's the me. Pussy, pussy, say pussy. <laughs> say pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, I'm with y'all, man. And, and like, as I'm thinking of all this, I mean, you hit a home run with Miss Education and here Hill, one of the greatest rap albums ever, because she brought so much musicality to the game. And when you talk about Machiavelli, you know what I'm saying, with Pac, like he was so dialed in, but he was so dark too. That album was so dark and just where he was and trying to get into the back end, I think, to the conscious mode in which he came to us, mm-hmm. but was stuck in that, that Suge Knight, you know what I'm talking about? Death Row shit, so that was, yeah, that gave me chills. But I want to I shout out somebody, and this has everything to do with the lineage of the West Coast. Ice Cube is one of the most underrated contributors to hip-hop ever. I want to give a round of applause wow. to Ice Cube. Um, I was thinking about, you know, N.W.A., and I was thinking about... Fuck the
2: police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown.
0: You know what I'm saying? Then I was thinking about Easy. Cruising down the street in my 6-4. In boat.
2: my 6-4. Jackin' the freaks. clocking the dough.
0: Right? And then you thinking about like, damn, when Q came out with America Cuz Most Wanted, he came with a song and it was called Jackin' for Beats. And when he made Jackin' for Beats, I really became like an ultra fan because we knew what it was with the West Coast but he came to New York and sought out Public Enemies producers and he was doing, and then jacket for beats, he was just taking all the hot shit. Give me that beats, fool. It's a full-time jack
2: move. Chilly chill, yo, homie, make the track move. And I'm time, That's the name of the suckers out
0: of And murdering, and that was the first thing I remember on a national, in my era now, I'm not saying to anybody else, all the purists before me, all the youngins after me. I'm saying from my era, I don't remember nobody jacking for beats. Absolutely. That was
2: an absolute bomb album because nobody had ever thought about, it's almost like 50 Cents, How to how to Rob. Right. That was what, that's jacking for beats where Q was telling everybody, like, I'm really the best. And that album right there is absolutely
0: high. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what too? And sugar I want to know what you think about this. He not only did the music, I'm talking about for an entire coast. Like, you gotta think about the influence of Ice Cube. But then, Friday might arguably be one of the best fucking black satire movies ever. I would definitely
1: not disagree with that. Okay.
0: This is the story time. Yo.
1: Y'all, I'm not a big TV or movie watcher like that and I had to sit down and make a list of black classics right. that I needed to make sure I watched. And y'all, don't judge me. Actually, you can do what you want to, I don't care. I had not seen the Friday series <laughs> until like two years ago. And then I Are watched Are you serious? Like, oh! oh no, 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 man. Yeah, I'm just oh. not into all of
0: that. Uh, OK, let me bust it. I got to bust the gun for you. that's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. toe hurt. Um, but, but, but but I'm glad you watched it. And my thing is like, looking at what he did for music, he did the same thing for film because not only did he have a run with his own, he was acting, he was producing, he was doing so many things. And today he might be one of the most successful, you know what I'm saying, producers in Hollywood. Like think about his, ca- I mean, that man, discography is crazy, but I want to go here. I think when you think about, you know, hip hop, We've all, you know, I'm a 70s baby. Y'all, you a 80s baby? Okay, Sugar's an 80s baby. 70, 77. So you 70, you 80. Kendra, you 80? 78. You 78? Make a round of applause for us old motherfuckers, okay? What the fuck is we going on? It ain't, ain't nobody escaping, honey, is what it is. I, I think though, y'all, when you look at the eras, because we just went, we hopped. You know what I'm saying? We didn't go past the 90s, though. And, and I want to start to give a little credibility for the pioneers of the '90s, ladies mm. and gentlemen, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, and I, and I'm, a, I'm a kind of going order, and I gotta give a round of applause for Jermaine Dupree with Chris Cross. And I, I gotta start 1992. I gotta start '92. Jump jump. Jump, jump. Oh, jump, jump. Ladies and gentlemen, Jermaine Dupree, 1992. <laughs> I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, to attend. Morris Brown College I started off with Freaknik 92 that inspired me to get my ass to the AUC I enrolled in Morris Brown I'm the only ones that would take me and ladies and gentlemen Jermaine Dupree and Dallas Austin were running amok they were producing everybody The Face Records had planted their flag in the soil you had all these amazing things uh, coming out for hip-hop at the time there never been a rap group selling what they sold you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so like when you look at like what jermaine dupree did with that one group and how he changed the trajectory they went on tour with michael jackson ladies and gentlemen they put on tour with michael i jackson. didn't know that you didn't know that? they went on tour with michael jackson i'm talking about a million people in the audience type shit mm-hmm. nice. you, you and, back in
1: those, and back in those days so if you put that number in current size
0: Listen. Yeah, I hear crazy. If Michael Jackson had social media, child. If, if Criss Cross, cause you gotta think, we were, our culture loves that energy. They love to be fans of young male groups. I mean, the Jackson, Five. I mean, all throughout history, right? But them young boys was the first to take hip hop where they took it. So I wanna shout Jermaine out. Uh, Jermaine is one of the top hip hop 50 uh, executives too. So round of applause for Jermaine Dupree and all the top 50 executives of all time. Jermaine is definitely one. Um, I got a little
1: story to ask. This is the story time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, 1990 something. Uh, we're in Los Angeles, California. 2620 is the biggest party promotion company in Atlanta, right? we moving and grooving. Everything that's coming to Atlanta comes through 2620. And in my soul, you know, I wasn't from Atlanta then. I've been here since 92, so anybody try to say I ain't from Atlanta or don't have skin in the game in Atlanta can kiss my ass. Yes, sir. All right. That's one for all the haters, because I'm about to tell a story that might rub a few people wrong. I'm in L.A. 2620 is going strong. Um, Jermaine is out there. He's having a Grammy party. And it's Atlanta. So I'm like, I'm not calling nobody. I'm pulling up. So we pull up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm outside. Everybody's like, yo, is 20, 20, what up? I'm talking, about, we popping like we got a record out, right? So we uh-huh. get to the line and my crew goes around. My main crew comes with me into the like to do the red carpet, right? So they waiting on the outside. So we waiting, the publicity lady come. Kenny, what's up? You ready? Ah, da, da, da. Yeah, I'm ready. And they was like, oh, hold on one second. They was like, yo, Jermaine wants you, right? And this is the publicity lady. So she got the phone from the person and didn't walk away from me. The phone was on speaker, and so uh, it was Jermaine talking to the publicist. Like,
1: yeah, who out there? Oh, Kenny Barr, twenty six twenty. He about to walk the red carpet. Make him wait. <laughs> oh
0: shit! Make him wait. And that's the first time I had like dealt with some industry because I was in the industry prior to that, like dealing with Monica and that whole thing. But it, I had never had no, you know what I'm saying, until Dallas. Obviously, I got a, I got another story. This is this
1: is time.
0: So that was my first thing, right? Like, kind of like figuring, same time though, I was doing the Rowdy Records thing too. Dallas has said... Something, and we were in this meeting, and I couldn't understand why he wasn't in these meetings, and we having these life-changing decisions. You know, when you do something for the first time, it feels like everything is on the line. You feel like if you don't get it right, it's gonna be like a disaster. And so he had said something, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck Dallas, man, fuck that nigga." Like, you know, what I'm saying we gotta make these decisions. The now, mind you, I was just being—I was young. I said the wrong thing, but I was more passionate about like, "We here, fuck that. Like, let's make the decision and get this money." Like, you know. Now mind you, I had just put Monica on the Black Expo, which was like Coachella for black folks back in the day. So I was like, I was on fire. She was about to go gold. They tried to put don't take it personal out a couple times. It didn't work. So we on go mode. So I'm feeling myself. I'm thinking I'm adding all this value. Long story short, they told Dallas. I said, fuck him, and he fired me. All right, one time for Dallas, he fired me. You got that. All right. We are some the whole ass him shit him. later on. But we talking about Hip Hop 50. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, man, man, man. We talking about Hip Hop 50, so we ain't gonna go there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I gave Jermaine Dupree his flowers. I gave Dallas a little bit of flowers, not many, but the point and moral of the story is that little john a round of applause for little john i want to give a round of applause for little john and his contribution to hip-hop ladies and gentlemen people always want to go to the source right when you look at atlanta and how we got here you cannot talk about it without saying outcast and goody mob we're gonna stand on that you obviously get the flowers for jeezy you know um tip for Rocco, Shotty Low, there's plenty of people to salute, and we salute you all. But Little John doesn't get his flowers, ladies and gentlemen. This thing called crunk music, this uh-huh. art form of tempo, and this whole aggressive hook written—you know what I'm talking about—like this boisterous call and response was all due to the homie Little John, and I want to give him a shout out because the so-so-deaf bass all stars. Everybody will know this song from that. KP and Envy, Shorty Swing My Way. That was the summer hit. He was the executive producer of the So So Deaf Bass All-Stars. From the So So Deaf Bass All-Stars, he went into I Don't Give a Fuck. Then he went from that to get low. To the to the to the to the and then he had that get crumped, who, who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Get crumped, who you with? So big shout out to Lil John, because I don't think he gets enough props. And everybody knows how I feel about lovers and friends. That's his record. I've been knowing you for a long time. Shaw day. fucking never crossed my mind. Shardé. But tonight I seen something in you. Shaw That made me want to get with you. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Turn Down for what? DJ Snake might be one of the biggest songs when EDM started popping that he contributed Ooh. to. Turn Down for what? Turn Down for what? But, ladies and gentlemen, I want to shoot to 1994. 1994 at the warehouse in Atlanta, Georgia I had the blessing To bring the Big Mac promo To Atlanta, Georgia Ladies and gentlemen When I tell you The Big Mac promo was Craig Mack Who had flavor in your ear This was the hit at the time Here comes the random potato. This was the hit at the time. Biggie was on his way, but flavor in your ear was so big and so powerful that they put Biggie in, had that Juicy come in. When Juicy came out and they had flavor in your ear, there was no stopping bad boy entertainment. I'm giving Puff all the shout outs in the world. There was no movement like that. Listen to me. Then the Flavor in Your Ear remix happened when Juicy started going crazy. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, saw pepper and Heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly. Yeah, when I tell you, there was no era in my life that had the movement with the music. When you saw Bad Boy, when you saw Puff and Big and them moving. You know what I'm saying? It was a whole lights out Joe Jackson's. They was shutting down the malls. They were shutting down the cities. People would not throw parties. They would close their club for the night. I ain't never seen nothing like that to that point in my life. But I wanna give y'all a little story time. This
1: is, this is story time. This is story time.
0: We're outside the world famous warehouse. When I was in college, did a party called the Funk Clinic. And every Friday night, everybody had to be at the Funk Clinic. I'm talking about whoever was somebody came, performed, came through the hangout, came to the Funk Clinic. And this particular night, I got the Big Mac promo. And ladies and gentlemen, nothing in my spirit served me better than to have the Big Mac promo because I looked up to Puff at this point. He went to Howard University. I'm from Washington, D.C. They used to let me in his parties. You know what I'm saying, at 16 years old because we was in the street. So they come down, I'm giving them White Star Moet for $35 a bottle. That's how much White Star was. Moet was the shit. Yes, think about that how much it costs now in the club, you motherfuckers. Just, man, you wanna bust a gun? Okay, there you go. But, ladies and gentlemen, I give them Moet White Star $35 a bottle. There's no booths back then, there's only round tabletops, the to highballs. So, I'm putting champagne buckets and whatever buckets I can find to make this presentation. We have a time. Big shout out to Ron G, he was DJing. I'm on the mic. All of a sudden, I see Mark Pitts. We used to call him Gucci Don. Big shout out to Mark Pitts. He's one of the 50 top executives in hip hop ever. Absolutely. He's getting drugged down the steps by security. I'm like, oh shit. Now mind you, first thing I look, I was at the booth. I looked at the stairs, I saw Gucci. I was like, how can I go get him without Puff, Wolf, in the whole New York City seeing this shit? Cause if they see it, they are gonna tear the club up. So I'm literally, I run, catch him before he gets to the mid part of the stairs where you can see everything. So I'm like, Gucci, good. Get out this motherfucker, ah! So I'm like, yo, relax, chill, I got you. Yo, security motherfucker, took a hundred dollars out of my pocket, gave it him, you got to get out the club, they gonna tear your head off if they see you, hmm. right? He like, he goes out the back door. So I'm coming down the steps, me and Gucci talking, he's calm. All of a sudden, we get to the third fucking step before the end. Now, here come Puff. Oh, you know, the New York motherfuckers all like, oh, I was like, yo, relax. Everything. Yo, where the fucking man? He got an answer for this. Oh, bad boy! <laughs> so all of a sudden, all I heard was, la da La-da-do! la-da-do! <laughs> all these whistles and shit, la-da-do. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Nigga, I just said everything is OK. Next thing you know. These motherfuckers, it's like, you know how in the club when you see the motherfucking drama starting, it's like a fucking tsunami about to happen. Next thing you know, child, fight starts, they push the shit outside. Next thing you know, my cousin Leo Williams left my Ford Explorer that had just got a custom grill for Mickey Thompson's. The whole barricade falls on my car, breaks the grill, bumper on the ground. I come out, they all got pistols out. I'm like, what's going on? Like, And I looked at my car. And when I looked at my car, I froze. And then Leo had another Dirty Harry on his hip. I just grabbed a Dirty Harry. I pulled it up. And the rest I can't talk about because I don't know if this is limitation. You know what I'm talking about? It was a thing. And big shout to the sheriffs and everybody who worked with us at that time that did not do the thing you could have did because it just would not have been good for me. I might not be on this podcast right now. But the thing I'm trying to tell y'all is is that it was the most volatile and most Mm. beautiful time of my life. TKBS Nation, it's your lifestyle specialist it burn? And child, if you're tired of those red marks on your legs from the mosquitoes or if ants, roaches, and flies are making you angry at the barbecue, I have the answer. It's called Stem. That's right. I think it's the best mosquito repellent out. And for those ants, roaches, and flies, Stem also has a bug killer. The plant-based active ingredients and entomologists tested make it safe to use around people and pets when used as directed. The barbecue will never be the same. Keep those mosquitoes up off awesome. Let's put those ants roaches and flies in a coffin stem the new wave of mosquito and bug control and you want to know why because the dream is real whether you're searching for the latest sneaker that iconic handbag a timeless watch or your next piece of classic jewelry eBay Authenticators are there verifying every detail of your purchase. That's right. We're talking each inch, stitch, tick, facet, and clasp that make the piece you're searching for worthy of your collection. eBay's Authenticators are experts in their craft, true connoisseurs, and as leaders in their fields, they're making sure your items always arrive as authentic as your style. So go ahead, get that piece you've always wanted, and leave it up to the meticulous eyes of an eBay Authenticator to make sure that that watch movement is is original that glimmer is real gold that rare sneaker is legit or that handbag is really made of genuine leather and never get faked over again in a world full of fakes it's time to get real with ebay authenticity guarantee everyone deserves real Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode of The Kenny Burns Show is brought to you by Mickey D's. Y'all know the realest conversations always happen in a Mickey D's booth. Give me some of your fries, boy. You better wash your hands. And y'all know all the best nights out in with a bite for Mickey D's. Ooh, Lord, that tequila got my soul. I need some french fries and a chocolate milkshake. A full car. what you want. And we all know that what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos.
2: Boy, I said I want some french fries.
0: You said a quarter pound of cheeseburger.
2: Give me some nuggets too.
0: Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole family to dinner.
1: What y'all want, Mama? I want the Mickey D's. All right, we'll get your daddy. We're going to Mickey D's for dinner, baby.
0: Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moment. Go on and make more delicious memories today. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite soup dumpling restaurant. Doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard. Also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Nope. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com match. I got a shout out. Jay Biggs and Dame and DJ Clark Kent, because when I met them, this is 94. So fast forward, 96, I had been through so much in between there, Monica, I'm, I'm doing, Monica and Don't Take It Personal and the Reasonable Doubt album at the same time. The first song is Can't Knock the Hustle.
2: You, can't
0: knock the hustle. you know what I'm saying? With Mary J. Blige. And I'm talking about to this day, we don't know if Mary actually finished her verse on the song. A little hip-hop history. If you listen to "Go," Can't Knock the Hustle might have been remastered by now, but the original version, she did not get her fucking mix on her, on her vocals. So that hook was Mary Raw. Yes, I'm giving you some hip-hop history. So, but I'm doing this and, and, and my life is changing because Can't Knock the Hustle for me, I was in a state of mind at that moment in my life. I'm looking at my peers being independent, mentality-wise, then they're actually independent. Rockefeller's first record deal was on Priority Freeze. They had an 80-20 split, like Master P and all the other ones eventually did. They had. So I'm looking at that like, yo, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it just took me to a place where like I think about, you know, how much magic was created. Can't knock the hustle. And then in the 97, Imaginary Player. Yo,
2: I spit that other shit. That's a nice motherfucker shit. Fed time following me around. Cover shit, nigga.
0: Imaginary player was so out of this world. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it just took me to like a connection musically. But I'm naming out singles, right? Because these are singles that are identifying with me. I never got into the whole albums, ironically enough, right? It's mm-hmm. songs that peek out to me. In 97, what songs stood out to y'all?
1: Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly came out in 97. Super and Duper that, Fly? Yes. The, the visual, the, the the lyrics, everything was just yeah. literally Super Duper Fly. Like, girl, yeah. what? I appreciate-
0: Round of applause for Missy Elliott. See Missy, she got a motherfucking. What about you, Coco? Can you Kendra?
1: Also, that's the year that Busta Rhymes came out with Dangerous.
2: Busta and
1: Missy was on the same level yep. when it came to
2: visuals.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Round of applause you are absolutely correct. They took they took hip hop and the experience visually to a whole nother planet. Yeah, Yeah, what what about you Tayolay?
2: I don't think it was 97, but there was a song from uh, Biggie on his album, uh, his last album. I'm a super pop fan and so I hated Bad Boy. Right. I thought they was trash and they couldn't get with death over. Man, (laughs) Biggie had a song that that we bumped. Everybody in Cali, unfortunately, hated everything New York and Bad Boy. Right. But when Biggie came out with that was beat, Beef is when your mom ain't safe up in the streets. Beef? beef? is when you need two to
0: go to sleep. Beef is when your mom ain't safe up in the street. Yeah.
2: I remember we all sat around and we—it's almost like Nas nice and Even. We sat around and it was like—and Pac was gone by then, right? We right. Like, Damn, he—he mur- he murdered Pac on that. And we played that song, No Joke on My Life, probably about 200 times back to back. Every time it was stopped, they were stop, like, "Yo, play that over."
0: Wow! Ain't New York, play that one. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I want to you know, tell you, know. when I saw Notorious, and he was at, in the movie, and he was like, yo, everybody know I ain't do that shit? Fuck it. And he performed that song. Who shot you? Separate the weak from the opps, Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down the cheek. And I feel you, Taylor, because that era, man, it was like it spoke to so many things we was going through you know what i mean that's why like i'm so happy with the hip-hop 50 tributes because you see, in the regions had their own independent versions you know i'm actually gonna be this weekend at the you know at the yankee stadium to see that in the bronx where hip-hop started august 11th is the date big shout to mass appeal and live nation but like for me these these things they changed me I was on the mic the night Biggie died, y'all. Like, I was mm-hmm. at the Peterson Museum the night Biggie died. And I'll never forget, you know, I'm at Motown Records at the time. "Hypnotized" was going crazy. And Big Shout to Big, man. Like, One More Chance, Juicy, Big Papa. That had me in a, another mindset on where I could go. The night at the Peterson Museum, I had a Versace, I'll never forget it. And I'm not saying these clothes made me or anything, but I felt like I had arrived because I was at the Peterson Museum doing a Soul Train Award weekend in a Versace suit. I had a job, job, corporate card, you know what I mean? I'm thinking about who I am and what I've become at this point in my life. And I was so drawn to get on the mic And big shout to Ed Lover. He was on the mic that night and I'm waiting by this nigga, y'all. I was like, I'm getting on this motherfucker. Missy was there. Uh, Russell Simmons, Jermaine Dupree. Everybody's in this motherfucker, right? And I'm waiting. It got to a point where he was celebrating and talking Kiki and the woo-woo. And then I went to the stage. I was probably on the stage for the last hour and a half waiting to sneak. That motherfucking mic, you know, back in the day, motherfucker be like, just put the mic down and a nigga would get it, you know what I'm saying? That nigga (laughs) did not put it down, he gave it to me. Big shout to Air Lover. I got on the mic, I rock with DJ Ace, big shout to DJ Ace, not uh, from Atlanta, but the one from New York. I rock with him and I was so in my element, y'all and biggie was sitting over in the corner we played fucking hypnotized 200 times it felt like in a row and everybody was going we felt like the beef was over we felt like everybody was about to get back into the mode of love and celebration and we getting money now people are, i mean ladies and gentlemen you gotta imagine we leave i don't even he gets shot outside before everybody even leaves the fucking marshals came into Peterson Museum with shotguns. The only reason we knew somebody outside got shot. It wasn't no phones ringing, motherfuckers seeing on their iPhone, none of that. These motherfuckers came in. It was like, what happened? Then, yo, Biggie got shot. Oh, shit, we outside. Biggie got shot. Oh, shit, Biggie got shot. It was like the swell, you know, like the snowball effect. You hearing, you hearing, you hearing, you hearing. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that was like one of the best, worst nights of my life. Like, it was like. Damn, like it could all be taken away like that. He worked this hard. Now mind you, in my mind, I'm going back to him hitting my man in the head with a bottle. I'm going back to my beef at the warehouse with Paul. Like all things we even got through to be here celebrating on that level. So rest in peace, B.I.G, man. We miss you, man. We play your shit today, my brother. We celebrate you today, my brother. Big shout out Sean Combs. You know, what he brought to the game. You know, he carried on Andre Harrell's legacy. Um, and brought champagne to the game and took it to a whole nother entrepreneurial level. So I want to give you your props I'm always holding you responsible, but I want to give you the props as it adheres to this hip-hop 50 because you're a major part of that Ladies and gentlemen Andre Harrell, I want to just give him some more flowers. They were going through uh, I think it was Variety gave a nod to the 50 top executives. It was big shot to Billboard and Variety both did stories and there was a lot of incredible you know, executives on there. Is there any executives not being in the industry that you guys know, that you would like to salute?
1: Jones, his last name was Jones.
0: Jones? Quincy
1: what? Jones? Quincy Jones.
0: This motherfucker said his last <laughs> name was Jones.
1: He's still alive.
0: He's still alive.
1: Oh, I wasn't saying it like that. I was just <laughs> saying.
0: No, baby, it's your personality we love, baby. You keep H- Him there.
2: here. <laughs>
0: Taylor, I know you got an executive you, you respect a look to.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, he was an artist, but also one of the best executives to me who doesn't get his due credit would have to be uh, Eric Sermon. Wow. Sermon is responsible for Redman,
0: Keith yes.
2: Murray, E2MD, yes. Yes. Uh, the younger, See so y'all like Chris Brown. Where I'm from, we was hood, so we like the group called Illegal. Y'all remember Illegal,
0: right? First of all, Illegal Illegal was on Rowdy Records. You ready for story oh. time? Hold on. This
1: the story time. The
0: night of the Source Awards, when Andre 3000 said the South got something to say, I was the chaperone for Illegal Jamal and Malik in New York. So I'm up here you know, going crazy for Dre and them because I'm repping the A, you know, and then I'm seeing Suge go at Puff and show enough after the motherfucking awards, I'm in a limousine with Jamal and Malik. Malik was associated with the dog pound, which was associated with death row. All of a sudden, yep. knock on my window. Ladies and gentlemen, I rolled down the window. It's Suge Knight, yeah. Talking about Malik is coming with me. Yeah, he's, he's, listen to me. He not, he didn't say hello. He didn't say, what's up KB? Malik is coming with me. I said, "Uh, well, he's not. Um, Gotta get him in before curfew. While I'm talking to this nigga, I told the fucking dude to lock the motherfucking doors. But he didn't (laughs) lock the little window that goes to the thing. Malik goes through the window, smushes the driver, gets out of the thing, and leaves with Suge Knight. Now mind you, I get out the car like I'm about to do something, but I ain't do shit. Yeah, it was 2,700 and them motherfuckers, and me and Jamal, okay? And Malik's on their side, so it was really two against 700, okay? All right. I was like, all right, I'ma call his mama and tell First and foremost, Malik and Jamal had no, I don't even remember meeting their parents. All I knew is that Dallas and them was taking care of them and that it was my job when they was with me to take care of them. So I don't even think I said I'm I'm gonna call Dallas and them, let them know you took the boy and then they called the police.
2: (laughs) We'll you took
0: ahead. the boy. Yeah, no, he took the boy. The boy, boy. He wanted to go. No, the boy was a okay. grown ass man. Jamal and Malik was grown ass men smoking and drinking and, and lit. Yeah, yeah, and they was wild as shit. I have so many stories with illegal. That's funny you mentioned that, bro. Yo, no,
2: I was part of a rap group called Contagious. Hold on,
1: wait a minute. <laughs> this is the story time. Yeah, story time.
2: Come on, Come on time. Contagious. So I was part of a rat group called Contagious. Yeah. Man, I was virus and symptoms. Two of them. virus and symptoms.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold, so on hold on. Let's
2: bust. <laughs>
0: let, let, let. In the world of coronavirus and all type of shit now, your names or what again? Say what?
2: was mistake: virus and symptom. <laughs> <laughs> and our producer. Shout out to the producers well. My no, name is Mark now, right? And they was trying to make young dudes because he was associated with Death Row. He knew them cats. They said, "Okay, we can take these two dudes, but we don't want no crisscross." Right. And so I was like, "Yo, I like illegal because they was dope." Yeah. But my partner, he wanted to be into some gang stuff. I was like, "I don't want to do the gang stuff with Snoop and him. I want to be like illegal. Him. I want the Tims, yeah, baggy." They was like, "Nah,
0: keep me out." Because Yeah, and it's so funny you mentioned illegal, bro, and then you mentioned Eric Sermon because Jamal was down with the Funk Squad. What was it? It was called the Funk Mm -hmm. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yo, you bringing back memories for me, bro. I love it. I love it. Uh, I want to also shout out Shakir Stewart. Um, I was so pleased that they honored him uh, in that top 50 executives of all time. And he didn't even get a chance to go all the way crazy. He had just became the EVP of Def Jam. Big shout to L.A. Reid for giving him all those, you know, those opportunities. But yeah, he signed Jeezy, he signed Rick Ross. So that means the Rick Ross tree comes from the Sha- Shakir Stewart tree. When you look at Wale, when you look at, you know, Meek Mill, when you look at, you know, so I, I just, I want to shout him out, man, because this is wild, he's been gone for so long but his legacy yeah. lives on. So rest in peace, Shakir Stewart. And another executive I want to give a big shout out to, Jay Brown. Some of y'all may recognize the name. He's Rihanna's manager. Um, he, you know, works with Jay-Z on many ventures, the Marcy Projects, um, which is one of the foundations, SE Foundation, Rock Nation. He works with all the things, right? And I, I want to tell y'all a little story about Jay Brown because he got it early. And I was just saying to myself today, I wish I, Understood a few more things early. I would have been this successful a lot quicker right and the one thing that he understood And big shot to Jay Brown again. I was on uh, my friend Jeru Tillman was doing business with Jay Brown and I was coming from the East they from the West and they were hearing all about my parties and all the things that I was doing in the music industry at that moment and they had um, I think Ananda Lewis was involved, a girl from BET back and there was some deal we were working on. And we had, I think, ended up managing her or something, but it was some money on the table that I wasn't a part of the negotiation. I wasn't part of none of it. It was just like, you know, we had decided we were gonna form this company. We had started doing it, no contracts, no nothing. And this was like a, a check check, like for that era, right? I think it had to be like $25,000 or $30,000. We we're gonna split it three ways. And they called me like, yeah, we got this check. I was like, for what? Because I wasn't a part of the deal. And Jay and Jeru were like, yo, we got $10,000 for you. And I'm like, for what? Are we in business now. I'm like, oh, shit, like, okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? But I hadn't had anything to do with the, you know, what brought this money to the table. We obviously had things planned on going forward and made some money together that way. But I just want to shout out Jay Brown because I think his inclus- his inclusion, you know, mentality, has him where he is today. His thoughtfulness has him where he is today. And I mean, shit, first billionaire female artist ever. So round of applause for Jay Brown. All right, Um, as we start to button this up, I wanted to go around because I feel like we jumped eras. We played a lot in the 80s and 90s specifically, but I don't want to negate these youngins and the brilliant things that they are doing. Um, are there? Is there anybody you'd like to shout out as we celebrate Hip Hop Fifty on the Kenny Byrne Show?
1: Well, y'all may or may not know this, but my guilty pleasure—come on is Gucci. Come on. Gucci can do no wrong for me. Hey, Gucci transformed from what he was to what he is. Look at him. Yeah. And then my other guilty pleasure is Rick Ross my first rap concert I went to was Rick Ross and I went by myself because nobody would go with me and I was so scared yeah now I could have done it and been, and been fine but I like traveled to, to another state and all of that and it right. was
0: woo. right
1: but it was a good time
0: no listen you hit you hit two of them first of all Gucci didn't make the list but uh Rick Ross he's number 50 and actually I don't even think that's rightfully so. To me he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. He's actually in my top 5. People be on me about Rick Ross, but that's another one where he has songs that I yeah. can like I know multiple full songs of Rick Ross. So I want to I want to agree with you me there. Too. And then Gucci, man, Gucci, thank God I love him. That's yes, I could
1: think I'm loyal but i
0: so anyway, big shout out to Gucci. And he said, listen. Gucci
1: will put out a record. That's the thing. Yeah. Gucci gonna put some music out. And he gonna put it out back to back. It's gonna be 17, 18, 19, 25 songs. You gonna know them all because they all a bop. Yeah. But you know, okay. Let me no, calm
0: he, down. He got hits. He got hits. Is there anybody we missing? Tell you, like, I know we forgetting some people, man. I know you got some West Coast. And big shout out to Too Short. Love you Too Short. um, Love your history. Love how you started with freaky tales all the way up to blow the whistle and beyond you are a legend and you know we got history brother. so salute to you but i know we forgetting mad motherfuckers Taylor. i know you got a a couple for us
2: yeah i mean besides kendrick who's probably one of my favorite young artists and just a complete artist to me i know my boys and my wife is gonna kill me right now because they're not really fans right i don't care there's a dude in canada by the name of Aubrey graham you put on drake because you know when you put Drake on and the girl is in the car, he warms him up like a motion.
0: Come on, tell the truth. Listen. And and the
2: the boy just got, he got, he's probably one of the only artists today who if you went to a party and wanted to play music for four hours, he got about four hours, if not more, of just pure heat.
0: Listen, listen, round of applause for Drake. Drake might be my number one favorite rapper of all time. And I'm not going to say, and I want to preference this because this is where I wanted to end the conversation. And I want to know what you think, Sugar, and what you think, Coco Kendra Burns. Um, I I feel like when you listen to Drake, to Teole's point, you get every scenario he in. You put yourself in every scenario he in. And then if Drake ain't for you, somebody's on the record that is for you. I don't care what nobody say. He literally... Has a sonic, you know how people say when producers and songwriters see the music, they see the colors, they see the things. I think Drake really has that talent because it takes talent to put those pieces together. And I don't know if, you know, and I, I, I Rakim's in my top, Jay's in my top, uh, Ross is in my top, and every last one of them are great storytellers. This era, I don't know, besides Kendrick and maybe J. Cole. And Wale is up there too, I mean, storytelling-wise when he's out his feelings. But then, like, with Drake, it's different. Drake be in his feelings and still telling the story. Yeah, but that's the most sincere, vulnerable place you could be. That's why no, I always...
1: No, 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 I was just saying that in, in like, contrast to what you were saying about Wale. So, I'm like, I, I'm not really a big Drake fan, but I do, I be bopping to his music, and then I be like, dang, hey, that is Drake, ain't
0: it? Yeah, let me tell you the difference. I'm glad you brought up the Wale-Drake uh, thing. Wale shows his vulnerability and emotions being frustrated. Drake puts you in the actual emotion. She hurt me. Oh, he pissed me off. Oh, you think you like that? Watch this. Like, that's the I'm okay. Keep trying me. You know, and he and he keeps coming for these motherfuckers. He don't he does not miss. He does not miss. Listen to me, y'all. I love Meek Mill. Dreams and Nightmares, arguably one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time. All time. Right? Drake murdered him. Push, love you as a human. You are a dope fucking human. Love your energy. (laughs) He cannot fuck with Drake. Like Drake comes for these people in such a way. He don't, again, he don't just do one thing. He do all the things. Like they might come back with a diss record. It's like Nas and Jay. When you think about Takeover versus Ether, right? Nas came to play. You know what I'm saying? Jay also came to play. So my thing, but Drake smokes everybody. Name one, name one, one rap beef he lost. He hasn't lost one. Crickets. Has not lost one. Crickets. All right, well, I'm, you know, I, I wanted to kind of give Future his props. The designer drug rap isn't quite my favorite today just because of what it's doing to addiction and all that. But his melodies and cadence set forth for a new generation of artists and so any artist coming after future owes him a debt and i think that puts him at the top of his game for his era um mm-hmm. is there anybody i'm missing because i want to give all and i mean i said jeezy tip gave them they props i think they what they did for the storytelling up out of the street into entrepreneurship it set a precedence for the south in general um i think Ludacris is one of the greatest triple threats in music. Yeah, I do, I swear to God. I just feel like his contribution from an animated performance style, it wasn't quite like Buster, it was his own thing and it was Southern and it was everything we represented. So I just want to give a big shout out to my brother Ludacris and Willie D. I want to give Willie D's cadence and voice Scarface, um, mm, and Scarface even, and even Bushwick I want to give him some love It's a props, Um, Mine Playing Tricks On Me is one of the greatest hip hop records ever. Uh, So I I did not want to leave out Houston. I want to shout out all the artists from Houston. Um, That's one that identifies with me the Screw. Yeah, and UGK, big shout out to Bum B, Pocket Full of Stones. Mm -hmm. Listen, I never forget hearing Pocket Full of Stones for the first time ever. Pocket Full of Stones was, I came to Atlanta, I was like, what, huh? And big shout out to Jazzy Faye. Hoes in the club showing love. Making that
2: cash in the club
0: Big shout out to Teela for that record. That was one of my one of my records too. So the South had something to say, man. They don't get enough credit for all the artists that contributed to that. I know the big stars get the big looks and the big blessings. Um, but you guys are appreciated. Um, and lastly, I want to say to all the executives, man, you have a charge. You have a responsibility now. You know, you see what we've been the last 50 years. You see how our music is under attack. You see how if we don't get our shit together, they're gonna take our art form musically. Again, I always talk about how, you know, we've expanded into real culture, lifestyle, meaning, you know, entrepreneurship, art. We have, you know, we we have taken the Anglo global art form, made it our own. And I'm talking about art form across genre, art form across, you know, skill set. We've taken that and we, hip hop is now a global culture. It's not a one-off. So we need to adhere to what that culture is. We need to adhere to the responsibility we have to save it. Because in this podcast today, we went from the 80s until today and how things affected us. And if music's not affecting you like that, then it ain't it. If music is not spawning entrepreneurs and more superheroes, it ain't it. We have to stop amplifying bullshit. If we don't stop, we have to have executives in place that's gonna take your job if you don't get right. We're gonna have to put systems in place that's gonna remind you that if you do go against excellence, black excellence, that you're gonna have to pay a price with your job or your relationship. And that's what we gotta be, and that's how I wanted to end the you know, the Hip Hop 50 TKBS tribute. Any last words from you guys?
1: You got it, that was good.
0: Thank you, baby, thank you. Taylor, anything from you, brother? Nah, man, shout out to hip hop. Got it, got it. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, please do me a favor though. <laughs> hold hip hop dear like you hold a family member. Hold hip hop mm-hmm. dear like you, you birthed it. If you are 50 years or older, that is your, that's your birthright. If you are 30 years, I'm sorry, anybody after that, sorry, I'm not even putting on number on it. You owe your life, your life to hip hop. You owe the opportunities that are afforded to you to hip hop. Hip hop made all of this, these strides. Our families, the reason you see so many black millionaires now billionaires is because of hip hop. The audacity to show up the way hip hop did allowed even if you ask Robert Smith, if you ask, you know, Tyler Perry, if you ask any black, Oprah Winfrey, if you ask any black billionaire, whether they say the word hip hop, it's the audacity to dream that hip hop brought to the table for everybody involved. So I need you to dream the perfect dream and most of all, dream the hip hop dream. It's Kenny Kitty Burner Show, episode 44. TKBS tribute to Hip Hop 50. We love you in real life. And on the count of three, we're going to say our credo. One, two, three. The dream dream is is real. real. Okay, what's that gun for? Kendra's lip. It's all about Kendra's lip. All right. Love y'all. Peace. The, 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 The dream is real. This episode of The Kenny Burns Show is brought to you by Stem, who I think has the best mosquito repellent and ant, roach, and fly killer. If you don't want those critty critters crawling all in your crawl, get Stem and get rid of them all.